So the boys, um, I wanted a whole different song to teach them. They, there's a song that we've been listening to um, that has no track to it because it's a new mashup or a twist. Or, um, so they wanted to do that. So you're going to hear the singer and the voices in the song. But they chose to do this one, and so we're going to let them sing this, <laughs> this one. Um, it has a nice little uh, Caribbean beat to it, so you can tap your feet while I don't wanna have to hide in my dick Cause tomorrow I may fall down on my face Lord, I thank you for sunshine and thank you for rain and thank you for joy Thank you for pain It's a beautiful day It's a beautiful day Hey, hey church and happy sabbath if you'll turn to philippians 4 i'm going to read 6 to 8 let me know when you get there it's 
says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Praise the Lord for his word. Happy Sabbath, Church. So, um, <clears throat> fit in topic. Be anxious for nothing. The battlefield is the mind. I am anxious. Um, <laughs> third time around, but I'm, I'm, I'm less anxious. Um, but let's say a quick, quick prayer. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, now speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Amen. through the door of the building. I look around at all the people in the room without really seeing any of them. My eyes glazed over and my body stiff and impossible to move without great effort. My anchor is beside me as I focus on moving my feet one at a time to follow. We sit at a table and with great effort I force my hand to move and take a drink of water. It feels like I'm in a tank of freezing water but I'm actually sweating. Luckily, I'm parked safely in my chair. People come to chat, and I smile, through my, though my face feels frozen. I wonder if they can see the terrible storm raging inside my body. Philippians 4, verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing. To be anxious, to be fearful, is to have anxiety. But what is anxiety? By a show of hands... Who here has ever experienced apprehension, suspicion, alarm, this feeling of dread? Okay, all right. I'm on planet Earth. Has anyone here ever experienced your body feeling jittery, your muscles tense, not being able to move, racing heartbeat, and you weren't working out, and you weren't running a race, or being chased by a tiger, or a dog, or a black bear? We felt it at some point, right? According to the Oxford Dictionary, anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. This feeling, according to psychology today, is both a mental and physical state of negative expectation. Anxiety is a normal feeling, so let me just let that known. It is normal, we all experience it, and we had hands go up that we've, we've experienced some form of it. 
Anxiety is a normal feeling in our emotional system that God created with us. This helps us to be alert to what could be dangerous and awards us the ability to make change in advance of this danger. I like to ask you questions. So, again, by a show of hands, (laughs) who here is anxious about yesterday? Nobody? Why not? I would like someone to share. Why are you not anxious about yesterday? It's done. We already know what happened, right? We're normally anxious about what is unseen, unknown, uncertain. We do not worry about yesterday because we already know the outcome. Anxiety, according to psychology today, can be considered the price we pay for having the ability to imagine a future. Some anxiety is normal. It becomes a disorder when it uses up too much of our mental and physical energy, so much that it interferes with our daily activities and functions at work, at school, at home, simply our lives. Now, what causes anxiety? There isn't one pinpoint cause of anxiety. It can be caused by different factors, such as genetics, developmental, psychological, and even environmental experiences in our childhood or adolescence, that word trips me up, or adulthood. It can also be caused by medical issues, such as heart disease, thyroid problems, diabetes, drug withdrawal, or drug misuse. So what are some types of anxieties? There are many different types, but according to the National Alliance of Mental Illness, here are the most common types of anxiety. GAD, otherwise known as Generalized Anxiety Disorder. Generalized Anxiety Disorder produces chronic, exaggerated worrying about everyday life. This worrying can consume hours, can, can consume hours of our day, making it hard to concentrate or finish daily tasks. A person with generalized anxiety disorder may become exhausted just by worrying and and experience headaches, tension, and nausea. Social anxiety disorder. More than shyness, this disorder causes intense fear about social interactions, often driven by irrational worries about humiliation, maybe someone saying they're stupid or not knowing what to say. Someone with social anxiety may not take part in conversations, contribute to a discussion, or even offer their ideas, and may become isolated and withdrawn. Panic attacks are a common reaction to anticipated or forced social interaction with someone that has social anxiety disorder. A third anxiety disorder is panic disorder. Anybody ever panicked before? Felt that tight? That's what Angela described. This disorder is characterized by panic attacks and sudden feelings of terror, sometimes striking repeatedly and without any warning. Often mistaken for a heart attack, a panic attack causes powerful physical symptoms, including chest pains, heart palpitations, dizziness, shortness of breath, and stomach upset. Many people will go to desperate measures to avoid an attack, including social isolation. 
Another form of anxiety disorder are phobias. We all tend to avoid certain things, right? Um, I avoid snakes. Don't like them. Don't come around me with them. Um, Or situations that make us uncomfortable or even fearful. But for someone with a phobia, certain places, events, or objects create powerful reactions of strong, irrational fear. Most people with a specific phobia have several things that can trigger these reactions. So to avoid panic, they will work hard to avoid their triggers. Depending on the type and number of triggers, attempts to control fear can take over a person's life. Other anxiety disorders include agoraphobia, selective mutism, separation anxiety, substance or medication-induced anxiety disorder, involving intoxication or withdrawal or medication treatment. Now, these are just the general types of anxiety because a lot, you know, we talk about anxiety, we kind of like blanket, oh, I have anxiety. So just wanted you to know the differences um, in anxiety. Now, facts and myths. I like doing this because sometimes we hear things and, oh, we go on with it and not really think, is it true or what's the basis behind it? So here are some anxiety facts and myths. Myth, anxiety isn't a real illness. The fact is anxiety is a legitimate and diagnosable psychotic condition. Myth, anxiety will go away on its own. The fact is symptoms of anxiety are persistent and usually require treatment to subside. Myth, People with anxiety should avoid stressful situations because they're causing it on themselves. The fact is, stress is unavoidable. Actually, has anybody never experienced stress before? You've never experienced stress. You don't know what stress is. No? Okay. (laughs) Stress is unavoidable. Anxiety treatments can help people cope with stressful situations more effectively. Myth. Anxiety disorders are not common. The fact is, anxiety is the most common mental disorder. According to the National Institute of Health, over 30% of adults in the USA experience some form of anxiety disorder. Now, 30% sounds a little bit, but you times that by the number, and it's a lot. Approximately 32% of American adolescents aged 13 to 18 experience some form of anxiety disorder. And one in eight children may experience significant anxiety. Myth. Social anxiety is the same as being shy. The fact is, social anxiety and being shy are not the same. Being shy is a personality trait. Social anxiety is a disorder. Myth. It's obvious someone has an anxiety disorder. Can you tell if I didn't tell you that I was anxious, that I was feeling anxious? It's not a disorder that you can visibly see. Anxiety disorders are often not noticeable. Myth. Medication is the only way to manage anxiety. The fact is, there are many ways to treat an anxiety disorder, and it all depends on the type of anxiety disorder you have, It all depends on the severity of it and how early on you have started treatment. Now, for treatments. Am I moving too fast? Treatment approaches or plans vary based on, again, the type of of symptoms being experienced, 
Common types of approaches that may be used to treat varying types of anxieties are as follows. Medications such as anti-anxiety meds, natural approaches such as exercise, meditation, deep breathing, and diet, and psychotherapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy is one of the leading psychotherapy techniques that's used. Cognitive behavioral therapy is the challenging of negative patterns of thought about self and the world in order to alter unwanted behaviors. This is according to the Oxford Dictionary. It is essential to seek help if you are experiencing any excessive bouts of debilitating anxiety. Second Timothy 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be anxious for nothing, church. For God has given us a sound, sturdy, strong mind. See, God knew the tricks of the devil. God knew the tricks the devil would plan with our mind. He knew our minds would be the battlefield. After all, Lucifer didn't drag the angels out of heaven by physical force, did he? How did he get them out? What did he do? He swayed their thoughts. He planted doubt. Put these little, as you said, deception, these little words, and just say these little things. God had foreseen the struggle of his children and through his word provided support to help us in times of anxiety. You could say that God was the first in providing written steps for cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, He tells us in Romans 12, verse 2, he says, not to conform to the world, but that we would need to regularly renew our minds in order to stay transformed and prove what is good, acceptable, and the will of God. He's already telling us that we're going to have anxiety. So, hey, you're going to have to do this on a regular basis. You're not going to Ask me for help and you're going to be healed and done. This is something that you're going to constantly have to work on. You constantly have to renew yourself to be transformed. You constantly have to keep yourself in him. In our scripture reading today, Philippians 4, verses 6 to 8, God instructs us to be anxious for nothing. Nothing. Not some things. Nothing. And he then says, in everything with prayer and with supplication, with thanksgiving. So we got to praise him in the good time. We get thanks in the morning, thanks in the evening, thanks when we're feeling sad, thanks when we're feeling lonely. In everything, with thanksgiving, we should let our requests be known to God. And the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, God then goes on to tell us in verse 8 how we should do this, right? How we should navigate these negative thoughts. He says, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, he says, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praiseworthy that we should Meditate on these things. One of the treatments and techniques you can use in managing anxiety 
is meditation. And right here, God is already telling us what we should meditate on. It's not the, um, that's not what he's asking us to do. He's asking us to purposely look at things that are good, look at things that are lovely, a, a beautiful snowfall, okay, a beautiful sunshine. <laughs> I think we're tired of the snow. A beautiful sunshine, water. He paints the sky in beautiful colors. These are things he wants us to capture and, and, and to pay attention to. And in these things, we are to give praise. In Matthew 6, verse 34, he also tells us not to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow does what? Or anxieties are driven because we are thinking about what is to come. No one here put up their hand that they worried about yesterday because it's done. It's the unseen and the uncertainty that the enemy plays with our minds. Hey, you're not going to be good at this. You're going to fail at this. Even though most times there's no evidence to support that. He then reminds us in 1 Peter 5 verse 7 and in Psalm 55 and 22 to cast all our cares on him. Our worries, our fears, whatever word you want to put in there our burdens, to cast them all on him, for he cares for us, and he shall sustain us. He didn't just say, hey, I'm going to create human beings. He said, I know that the enemy, I know that Lucifer is going to attack you, and I, what he did with the angels, he's going he's to do it to you. He's going to use your mind. And because of that, I am giving you safeguards. I am giving you tools to use to fight against it. I'm giving you tools to use so you can renew yourself. We're not happy all the time. We, it, we go up and down. You're never, you're never like this. Our emotions and our feelings go up and down. And so sometimes we're going to fortify ourselves and we're going to be good and we're going to be able to identify what the enemy is doing and push through. And other times we're going to need to renew ourselves. And so we got to pick up that Bible and we got to speak the life over us um, many times. We also have to seek professional help if that is what it takes. Medication, changing our diet, um, doing psychotherapy. All these are factors and supports for us to battle and to manage any form of anxiety we may experience. What a God we serve to have put in place for us tools to use when the enemy attacks our minds. So how do we cope with anxiety? Other ways that we can cope with anxiety disorder, anxiety or an anxiety disorder, according to the Mayo Clinic, one, keep physically active. Develop a routine so you're physically active more days of the week. Exercise is a powerful stress reducer, and I can testify to that. I don't know who else can testify that when they work out, it helps them just to feel a calm. Nobody else's exercise? (laughs) We need to start a new exercise program. (laughs) Two, avoid alcohol and recreational drugs. These substances cause or worsen anxiety. If you can't quit on your own, See your healthcare provider or find support groups that can help you. Three, quit smoking and cut back or quit drinking caffeinated beverages. Nicotine and caffeine can worsen anxiety. 
A lot of people be like, but I don't drink coffee. Those um, energy drinks are loaded with so much caffeine. And if you drink that and you might be jittery or you, might, you, you realize that could be a cause. So come down from that. Reduce to the point where you don't have to drink anymore, use it anymore. Green tea helps. Four, use stress management and relaxation techniques. Visualization techniques, meditation, yoga are examples of relaxation techniques that can ease anxiety when experiencing it. Five, make sleep a priority. Do what you can to make sure you are getting enough sleep to feel rested. If you aren't sleeping well, talk with your healthcare provider about what you can do. Eat healthy. A healthy diet that incorporates vegetables, fruits, whole grains, fish, may be linked to reduced anxiety. So try to incorporate a lot more plant-to-plate food if you can. The processed sugars and stuff, stay away from. Reduce those. Seven, learn about your disorder. Talk to your healthcare provider to find out what might be causing your specific condition and what treatments might be best for you. Involve your family, involve your friends, and ask them for support. Eight, stick to your treatment plan. Take medications if given and directed, if prescribed and directed. Keep therapy appointments and complete any assignments that your therapist may give you. Consistency can make a huge difference, especially when it comes to taking your medication. And I can tell you, when you stop taking your medication, you may end up in a psych environment that is, requires or forces you to take it. Um, I have worked with a lot of patients that they'll come in and they'll be like, but I felt good. You felt good because you were taking the medication. But I felt good, so I didn't need to take it anymore. And so they started having increased anxiety and needed to either get back on their medication or be put on an inpatient setting to be monitored so their meds could be adjusted or restarted. Identify triggers. Learn what situations, people, places, or actions cause you stress or increases your anxiety. Practice the strategies you develop with your mental health provider so you're ready to deal with anxious feelings in these situations. And then keep a journal. How many of us journal or used to journal? Did it provide you some relief? Did you like it? It's a beautiful technique to use. Keeping track of your personal life can help your mental health provider identify cause, what causes your stress and what seems to help you feel better. And then 11, socialize. Don't let worries isolate you from loved ones or activities. Your worries may not go away on their own, and they may worsen over time. But according to Mayo, if you don't seek help, but sorry, according to Mayo, your worries, Mayo Clinic, your worries may not go away on their own, and they may worsen over time if you don't seek help. See your healthcare provider or your mental health provider before your anxiety worsens. It's easier to treat it if you can get help early on. Many people with anxiety disorders need psychotherapy or medications to get their anxiety under control. Lifestyle changes and coping strategies are also very helpful tools that can make a difference. Hurry, hurry, hurry. I've got to finish before it starts. My heart pounds as the emergency danger feeling builds inside of me once more. 
I drive it back down again with my breathing exercises and finish preparing dinner for the kids. I turn to the older girls and warn them to get rid- to go get daddy and take the youngest out of the room because I can feel it's coming again and I won't be able to keep it down much longer. I fight the feeling as long as I can, but I know it will be over sooner if I just let it come and ride the waves. I start to walk to a chair, but I don't quite make it. The emergency signals take over and I must sit down on the floor before I fall down. <sighs> I'm breathing too fast. If I don't slow down, I'm going to be in trouble. I put my hands over my nose and mouth to slow the oxygen intake so I don't pass out. Then comes the muscle contractions as I sit on the floor. Every muscle in my body tenses up as I surrender to the terrible terror that has taken possession of my body. Over and over, my body tenses and writhes, making it hard to breathe. It feels like I'm going to die, but it's a familiar feeling. And my logical brain knows it'll be over soon, just like last time. I just need to ride the waves until it's over. I just need to ride the waves until it's over. Ride the waves until it's over. Then sleep. I'm so tired. Anxiety is a normal feeling that is experienced. But it becomes a disorder when, we, when it debilitates us, when it causes us to shut down, when it causes us to have increased heart rates and to be over, have overproduction of thoughts or about things that when there is no danger. One technique that can be used is breathing. Te- there are many breathing techniques. So I want to do with you today, I want to teach you one. It's called the box or it's called the 444. I am going to count to four and you are going to inhale. I'm going to count to four, and you're going to hold that inhalation. Then I'm going to count to four again, and you're going to slowly through your mouth exhale. Then I'm going to count to four, and you hold, not taking in any, not breathing in again. Okay? I want you to place your feet flat on the ground. Put your hands on your lap. Breathe in and out, and just relax for me. If you want, you can close your eyes. And I'm going to count to four, and you inhale through your nose. I'm going to count to four, you hold. I'm going to count to four, you exhale. And count to four, and you hold. All right? Here we go. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. This is a very simple technique that can be used if you're, in, if you're experiencing generalized anxiety. You're in a, an environment where there might be a lot of people. You may not feel like you can escape. This is a good way to breathe and calm the nervousness or the feeling of anxiety, of anxiousness that you are experiencing. This is just one of the techniques. Um, another technique that I'd like to do with you is called calm place. Now this, I would like you, your feet are flat on the ground already. Um, Close your eyes and I'm going to guide you through creating an environment where you feel safe, where you're able to relax, okay? Here we go. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to take a nice deep breath in through your nose and slowly let it out through your lips. I want you to do that again for me. In through your nose. And out through your mouth. 
And I want you to think of a place that you feel safe. Think of a place that you feel safe and relaxed. What can you smell? What are the, 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 the fragrances that might be around? Think about that. What does it feel like? What's the temperature? Is it outside? Is it inside? What are the sounds that you're hearing? Can you hear birds? I want you to breathe in, breathe out. And in that safe space, in that relaxed place, I want you just to feel and let anything that is causing you anxiety, anything that is making you anxious, just let it go. I want you to name this place and remember it so that when you're starting to feel anxious, you can close your eyes, visualize this place, the smells, the touch, the feel, the sounds, the taste, and escape and allow yourself to just feel relaxed and less anxious. Breathe in, breathe out. You may open your eyes. Now, one more tool I'm going to provide you with is called the container exercise. Um, and this one, this one I use. My container is, you know, those big ship fret, fret containers that they bring stuff to and from across. That's, my, that's what I visualize from my container because I need something big to hold all of what bothers me. So I want you to imagine, you don't have to close your eyes for this, but imagine a container. It can be a little box. It can be uh, as big as mine. It can be a a pot. Um, Choose if you want to put a lid on it or not. Now, this container, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling overwhelmed, I want you to take everything in that moment that is just overburdening you and causing you to tense, and I want you to put it in there and lock it. Put everything in there, close it if it has a lid, or put everything in there and walk away from it. When you feel calmer, because now you don't have it, so you you start calm down, um, start feeling relaxed, I want you to go back to your container, look in there, open it up, and then visualize taking out the things that were causing you um, to feel stressed. Is this something that you can handle right now? Does it require immediate attention? If it doesn't, is it something you, if you can manage it right now, do you feel calm enough that you can handle it? If you do, go ahead and you address it. If not, and it's causing your anxiety to go back up again, and it's causing you to feel tense, put it back in the container, the container that you created. What this does is help you to really take hold and control the things that are causing you to feel overwhelmed. It's a very simple technique. I've used it with quite a few patients and had one recently call me that was anxious to the core with just everything that was going on with him. And he said, thank you for teaching me that. It has helped me a lot. So I hope that these three techniques that I have taught you, that I've shared with you, um, you are able to use and you are able to take and share with others. Um, Come on, open up. Now, just to end... 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 16 says, May the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. Thank you.